happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. JJ Wang, we are at showtime Thursday night. I'm kind of, I'm excitedly sad because Thursday I have like my biggest responsibility of school the entire year. Like I'm going to be working till seven to probably eight or something. I got my, the draft recorded, but it's, it's round one Thursday night, two and three Friday and the rest on Saturday. So fast. And Saturday's just terrible to watch. We get some guys from there, but are you excited? I mean, it's kind of, Saturday's kind of interesting. I mean, it's something you could set down you know, for 15, 20 minutes at a time and then catch up on, like, the last 30 picks. And, you know, but, oh, I remember that guy or I know that guy. I like the last couple of rounds, you know, those guys that don't come, you know, you don't see see very often. But, it, I mean, I, I'm honestly probably like like the second, the um, Friday and Saturday better than pretty much over the, the, the first day or the round one. Well, for fantasy, Friday is going to be the best day. That's when you'll get the best running backs uh, a lot of stuff I hear that I've, I've been listening to various different podcasters and, and statisticians and whatnot saying wide receivers in round one, you want to get those guys. Those guys have the highest hit rate. Running backs, if you get past two round two, it's uh, there's always the Isaiah Pacheco's, you know, the, the random guys. But I mean, Isaiah Pacheco's one year, but. But they're saying a lot of stuff I'm hearing is it's it's making me rethink my whole strategies I go in. But before well, we jump in, oh. it's just running backs are kind of like far, falling farther and farther. I feel like each year, I think it's going to get to a point where they just can't fall any farther. But well, I mean, second round running backs, third round running backs. For I mean, at this point, they're all going to be pretty much going to get their opportunity. I mean, we're talking generational talent supposedly in Bijan this year. And I was this afternoon, I was laying around watching. Uh, this show on the NFL Network about the 1995 draft. It was the first year of the Jaguars and Panthers. The number one pick in that draft was a running back out of Penn State. Could, John Carter, right? And, he, and then eight play, th- his third carry ever, he just blew out his knee with an ACL before all the ACL things. And that, that's, that's got to be the tape that all these guys go, hey, look, it might be 28 years ago, but that dude, we blew a first-round pick on him. Boom, eight plays into the Bengals season, shot out his knee, and they said in seven years he played 14 games and just oh, yeah. injuries just derailed. Uh, yeah, that guy was a stud in college. Holy moly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these guys are studs in college. The NFL is just a different game. But like I said, the NFL is a different game than it was 28 years ago. I mean, you get a running back, and you're picking a running back, and you know, first you're expecting him to get 25, 30 carries. You're not expecting the running back to get that many carries today, so therefore, in turn, you don't really can't don't no need to draft them that high. So before we jump into that today, we're just gonna go through some of these players, like dream scenarios, what we think is going to happen to them, where they might land. But before we get in, um, knucklehead players of the week. I, 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 everybody's been saying like five guys got suspended for gambling. The biggest name is Jamison Williams, and luckily he didn't gamble on football, so it's only six games. And then Quentin Cephas, C.J. Moore, Shaka Tony from the skin from the um, uh, Commanders, and Stanley. Barry Hill all got suspended. Uh, I believe Williams and Tony got six games. I forget. Williams and Barry Hill got six games um, because they were not um, supposedly it wasn't football and the other ones. It, it's all crazy. But Quentin Cephas, who was a you know a wait a stock a guy on the deep end of a dynasty bench, cut. Oh yeah 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 absolutely. I mean 
Listen, I don't know. Like, I don't know the whole background of this. I don't know what they were gambling on or anything like that. But these guys got to know better than this, right? Like most of them think they can get away with it. But Jamison Williams, that hurts a lot. You know, you, a lot of people are probably expecting him to come in, you know, first game of the season and making an impact. You know, with the ACL last year, making that big play at the end of the season. At least we know the speed's there. So I guess we'll have to wait another six games to see if Jamison Williams is going to be any good or not. And that's, uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, someone was like, well, how can they do that? I said, well, think about anything. You tell a kid not to touch a stove, what are they going to do? I teach, I work with kids all week. If I say, hey, don't go grab that, boom, they grab it. These are multi-millionaire children still. So, I mean, some of these guys, because of the way sports are done. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to go as far as call them children because they are grown-ass men. But... Well, I'm, I'm going to say that Peyton Manning did not know how to dress himself. Like he literally had his wife, like he had no clue. Like some of these like simple things because of the, because of the way the systems are created. These guys, some so of these when guys you say, cannot when handle you say, When you say dressed herself, Peyton Manning knew how to put on a pair of Put clothes. Shirt. Other than that, that was it. He could put clothes on his body. He didn't know how to like, I, I was reading. I can't, I can't, I need a woman to do that. I can't. But you don't have one and you get dressed totally fine. I've seen you. <laughs> With a pair of pants and a shirt. I mean, I know, Peyton and that's Manning, all it takes. Peyton Manning couldn't functionally do that. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that one. Bit. His wife called him out. I was like, man, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that one bit. I feel like that was kind of a joke. But at, by the time you're 20 years old, I feel like you could put on a pair of pants and a shirt. But, <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, these kids they got a lot of money, and I'm, yeah. and people that are complaining, like these kids, what are they doing? What are they doing? Like they're being thing. they're being young dudes. I mean, I mean, like you never made like y'all never made a mistake. I mean, sorry, you're perfect. You know, you don't do anything wrong. But just with these guys, there's just millions and millions and millions of dollars involved. So that makes the world a difference. Yes, yeah, yeah. My other podcast today was about all me being a knucklehead at their age, and it's like yeah. that forbidden fruit. We want to grab it, and that's that's what they did. Is that's their forbidden fruit? Like literally, I mean, DraftKings is I mean, everywhere. I, I mean, I could tell you a story of when I was in the military because oh. it was kind of extra. Kind of not really X-rated, but I mean, I did some bad things when I was in the military. You look back like you are an idiot. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I was one hundred percent a idiot multiple times. And you and did hey, for singles of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, it's just funny. We all look back. It's like, yeah, I, I can't say we did anything stupid, anything, but it just it just makes and, me think. You no. Know. Also, another thing, these guys today got their life under a microscope more than anybody else in the past 20 30 years ago nobody had nobody was in your business like they are today day so every little thing they do i mean it's getting criticized for yeah i mean I've, i heard i knew a guy who played uh football for an i'm not going to mention the school because i don't want anybody to go back and get caught but he said during college games this guy in his school and I'll, I'll tell you afterwards would open his locker and there would just be little envelopes of cash and this was a hall of fame player yeah and that's just sort of, but nobody knew it because there weren't millions of you know twitter and instagram facebook all this crazy social media like imagine that stuff when we were at college age you were in the military i was in college and then you came back to hang out like we we would not we'd be in trouble like it, or we would have had we would have had to be smarter than that's why some of these kids are getting so much trouble Oh well, yeah, I mean I'm not gonna lie. There was probably a night or two I probably should have ended up in jail, but I mean you got away with it. But... <laughs> I'm glad my kids don't listen to the podcast much anymore. I mean, <laughs> happens, I mean I'm, I'm not perfect. I should I should have spent a few nights in jail. Yeah. Was... So 
enough about us being degenerates and about the degenerate Jameson Williams. Hopefully, he can turn it around, and it's um, it's it's time for him to show it. I mean, that Lions team is going to be. I'm sure. I'm sure he's not a degenerate. I mean, with with okay, the well, amount of knucklehead, knucklehead, yeah, knucklehead. With the okay. amount of gambling sites available to these guys oh, today, yeah. I mean, it's it's like the temptation. It's like Temptation Island out there. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just you make so much money, and you want to make you know gamble a little bit of that money away. I mean, you work for it, right? That was well, my brother's. Just, my brother's point was the it. same exact thing. It's you open Pandora's box; it's there. And some of these, literally, the only thing they got them for, like they're allowed to gamble on certain things, but because they use their phone in the building versus going thirty feet outside of the building, that's literally what the suspension. It's it's just crazy, crazy stuff. It's like, come on, man. So anyway, knucklehead is inside. Uh, on that note, I did see there's a possibility Marvin Jones might resign with the Lions to be sort of like a warm body until. Um, Jamison Williams comes back. That's an interesting. Uh, if you have Jamison Williams and you got a spot, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Question before we get in. So I, the what I've been bragging about for a little bit here is I'm excited because my draft, my bit, the only draft draft picks really <laughs> starts on Tuesday. I think I have 1.1, 1.2, 1.5, and 1.6. I've been talking with a guy and I almost pulled the, almost pulled the trigger by chickened out because I want to go with what I got on getting DK Metcalf. Would you give up – what of those picks do you think would equal out to DK Metcalf? Probably the one – like your later pick. What was the 108? 1-6, 1-5. 1-6. I mean, one, I think 1-6 would be – is probably about as high as you could probably get for DK Metcalf. Um, but even at that point, it would be tough to even give up because I'd probably rather have Njigba – over Metcalf, so you're talking six. So, yeah, I mean, six is probably the breaking point. I wouldn't go any higher than six. I mean, that's we were setting on like two different islands, we we're getting closer, then we almost got close. And I was like, because yeah, it's just tough. But when you have that many picks, you are like the mark. Everybody, yeah. I can't trade anything else. They want those four picks. Other guys, like, eh, we don't want this guy here that we know you're trying to get off your team. It's just like, oh, so oh, I yeah, I mean, at this point, people, and I'm back to the real world picks at this point. Yeah. So anyway, let's jump into some rookies coming in. What, where, where would be an ideal spot? Where we think they might go, and maybe we we'll even throw out some guys that we think might be fool's gold as we go through. So we talked about the prize of the day, Bijan Robinson, supposedly generational talent. If it was ninety-five, he would be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals and hopefully be more successful than Kajana Carter. He'd be drafted when Zeke was drafted, when Trent Richardson was drafted. All those guys up, but it's twenty twenty-three. What's the highest you could envision, like? Well, could he go at 10 to Philadelphia? Could they pull that trigger? I mean, I could see him going to 10. Um, I did hear an interesting thing today about um, Derrick Henry and Philadelphia maybe possibly joining forces. So I guess we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, that would pretty much put a damper on number 10. But yeah, I, I could see the Eagles at number 10 definitely doing it because, because they pretty much stacked at every point, at, you know, at every position. Um, but at number 10, I could definitely see the Eagles pulling the trigger there. That's probably about as high as I would go. Yeah, 10's what I'm hearing. I've heard. What would you well, think? Well, that's only because the Eagles have the 10th pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, if it oh, would oh, be somebody Eagles. else with the 10th, 10th pick, I would, you know, I don't know if I'd be as, as excited. 
Tell you what, Bijan, though, has it better than, say, Kajana Carter, Trent Richardson. He's not going to go to one of these dumpster teams. He's going to oh, end yeah. up falling. Like, if you're a great running back, you no longer are playing for the Houston Texans. You're playing. I mean, I've heard him go as far back as the Buffalo Bills. Not going to happen. But we're look like Dallas has been a potential point. What would be a worse landing spot for Bijan that would have you wor- worried more? Dallas or New England? Uh, I would probably, I'd probably say New England. I'd be a little more worried in New England. I feel like the running game in Dallas is a little more consistent. I mean, Zeke's been a top running back every year. Um, Pollard has been super consistent. So, I mean, the running is there, and you know they want to run the ball. And then um, with New England, you just never know. I mean, you would think Bijan going there, he would get all the carries and everything, but he, what if he gives it, goes in there and Bill Belichick is like, I'm smarter than everybody. He gets eight. Ramondre gets, still gets his 12. And then we find some random dude off the, you know, off the peep <laughs> and then gets a, gets a couple. But I would be a little more afraid in New England because I don't know what the heck's going on in New England. Okay, Bijan goes to New England. Would that leapfrog those quarterbacks ahead of him in a rookie draft in Superflex? I don't, I still don't think so. I mean, I think if Bijan is one, no matter where he lands, unless. He lands in I, I think pr- pretty much. I mean, if if Bijan is your one going into the draft, I really don't think there's a landing spot that would deter him from not being the number one pick. Because anywhere he goes, he's going to be the workhorse. Yeah. And I, it's a running back. And he's a running back, and bad teams produce good running backs all the time. So, I mean, I don't think it really matters. I mean, Damian Pierce was good last year. He yeah. was a third rounder. And the Houston Texans were bad. So. <laughs> they were your team. They were pretty. So I, yeah. I like you. I still like them. I still like them. We got the big four quarterbacks. We're looking at Bryce Young, looking tentatively like he's going to go number one, right? Are we assuming at this point he's at minus 1,000, minus 1,500 to go to the to go to um, Carolina right now? That's the, I mean, I'm guessing I'm guessing that's the play, but, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the play. So that, that's when it gets messy. We're looking at C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. C.J. Stroud is going – is he gonna? What's if you, your gut right now? Is he going to Houston, or are they gonna go defense bulk, and then he goes to whoever jumps up to three or to the Colts? I mean, if anybody jumps up to three, I mean, maybe, maybe we are looking at this as we're looking at C.J. Stroud falling. But if I listen to people, maybe C.J. Stroud isn't falling, and he's just not that number quarterback right after Bryce Young. What if he's not that good and nobody's willing to jump up to get him? So if Houston doesn't go quarterback at um at two, I mean I think CJ Stroud will be there at four and then it just pushes all the other quarterbacks back. And maybe the Colts like Richardson better than CJ Stroud if CJ Stroud far falls even farther. And and that that being said, who could you see falling farther? Anthony Richardson, who probably has the lowest floor and the highest selling of these four quarterbacks, or Captain Mayonnaise the Banana Eater, Will Levis, who I think all of us think is going to stink. Like, I, I don't want a thing to do with him, and I I'm, I'm, might be stuck with that. Like, hey, Will Levis got drafted third, and I'm sitting there at the sixth pick. I don't want him, but I don't want some other guy to get a quarterback that I could trade the brains out of. But you should never draft for trade. You know what I mean? Which one of the – could it be that Will Levis goes before Richardson because he's that profile stock big quarterback and I mean, Richardson they're scared? Malik Davis. It Malik would surprise me if Will Levis goes before CJ Stroud. I mean, Will Levis could be the second quarterback taken. It wouldn't surprise me. Like it wouldn't surprise me if any of these guys were the second quarterback taken. 
Like after Bryce Young, I mean, I feel like over the last couple of weeks, it's been like a complete crapshoot. Uh, less less people are high on C.J. Stroud. More people are higher on Will Levis, and then people are high on it. Some people think Anthony Richardson is garbage. Some people think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So right. I don't know if he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Is he still your one? Is Bryce, has Bryce, has Bryce, have you joined me in the Bryce Young still, camp? I don't know if he's still my one. I might have over overcompensated for the athleticism <laughs> um, because it's so fun to watch. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, – I would probably still go Bryce Young if I was drafted with the number two pick. I'd probably still pick Bryce Young, even yeah. though I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm growing, man. I like some Bryce Young there. So, and, so all four of these guys are going to be first-rounders, correct? Yeah, probably so. Okay. So that's the quarterbacks. Is there any other quarterback in this draft that you think you'd be interested in nabbing for your dynasty team? I mean, people have been hyped. I mean, people are still seem to think Hendon Hooker has a chance to go at the end of the first round. So if, Hinden, if Hooker is going at the end of the first round, top of the second, I mean, he's almost a first round fantasy pick, right? I mean, he's pretty much got to be. He's a first round quarterback or least a high round second pick i mean that's that's another uh first round player that ends up pushing you know more players back into the second round so i think hendon hooker but after that i think it's just none of them are really going to get drafted to probably like the fourth or fifth round probably you know hendon hooker could possibly be 26 years old when he takes his first snap no, it's very possible, yeah. he, he's a good thing quarterbacks have like 10-year careers though yeah, good thing. Yeah, because I've seen. I mean, I've I've heard maybe like Detroit jumping into the back of the first round and going with golf for a year because he's looked good enough, and then letting Hinton Hooker grow on top of that and see what he can get out of there. I've got there's there's a couple guys I'm just keeping an eye on. I lost the name of the, the athletic kid out of UCLA. I had my list here and it just got all. <laughs> Why wow, the quarterback? Yeah, the long name. Dorian Thompson. Yeah, Dorian Thompson something. Thompson Robertson. Yeah, Dorian Thompson Robertson. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot of things. He seems to be a name to keep an eye on more for sheer athleticism. So if he lands like in Seattle, that would be an interesting little place for him. Um, Jaron Hall, some people are comping him to Brock Purdy. And I feel how many, how, but how everybody long is. That, how, how long will that last? That, well, I feel like that'd be the new thing now. Yeah. Every time a quarterback, well, he just reminds me so much of a Brock Purdy, you know, I was like, yeah. All right, dude, here we go. But he's everybody, not in San Francisco. <laughs> we, we realize everybody reminds you of the last great thing. We understand that. And my sneaky guy that I'm curious, and depends where he lands, is Stetson Bennett. I'm curious on him. He's my, like, deep stash that no one's going to like because they all feel like, you know, I'm like, if I can get him for a dollar or two and just see what happens depending upon where he goes. So we're look, um, So after you have – so running back is in fantasy is king. And the king is Bijan in this draft class. And then we're jumping into the Jamar Gibbs territory. We're jumping into Charbonnet. We're jumping into after Tank Bixby. That, what? Tank Bixby. Tank Bixby. Tank Bixby. Boy. You're, I think you're the highest Probably. person on Tank Bixby. Yeah, then you got um, – I mean, there's – I mean, Bixby's at like, you know, the, the, the number five running back, five, six, seven. He's in that area. There's, there's the, I don't know if we've mentioned the kid um, Tajay Spears out of Tulane. He was a senior. I mean, he, he was really impressed during the senior bowl. A lot of people are high on him as well. So I figured he'd be in like that top five running back too. And I'm seeing the name Rashawn Johnson, who 
Urshan John, back, the backup to backup Bijan. to Bijan. <laughs> he's he could a big be dude, Castle, right? <laughs> he's a he's a big big dude. So that that's a possibility. Uh, Taji Spears, um, and then the name that we were talking about a long time ago, or, or the 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 new trendy name is Israel. I'm not even going to butcher your name, sir. Banakanda, yep. There you go, Banakanda. We all want it. We all want him so we can save him. Just like I want a ban we want to get a Banakanda now that I got it. And Bute as a receiver. Yeah. And he's got cool names you can say. Are there? We know you're a tank guy. Is there a running back that you think could surprise people? Who's someone um, in the tank that you feel? I gotta, I gotta bring. What's the? I gotta bring it forward. It's a kid out of Ole Miss. Zach is it? Zach Evans. Zach, the, the kid that's that been is, like three schools. Yeah, yeah, Zach, I think you. Zach Evans. Yeah, Zach Evans. Um, out of anybody, uh, so he's probably the only one that we really haven't talked about. I think I'm more, you know, interested. Maybe him that we know we haven't talked about. I mean, he's had a pretty solid career once once he got to Ole Miss. Um, he has all the tools. I mean. I mean, if you watch people on the field, he looks like a legit running backs. But like I said, you just don't know how it translates to the NFL. It's just crazy with these running backs. Yeah, I'm intrigued by Chase Brown. I was yeah. listening to him recently. Out of Illinois. Illinois, right? Illinois. Illinois. Dude is 6'2", 225. And he's from London, Canada. London, <laughs> Canada. Canada. That's right. my favorite thing. But he's a big dude. I believe he was um, – wasn't he, wasn't he – was he the leading ru rusher – his yards were nasty. That's all I remember. I remember he had nasty yards for the year, and he's a guy that um, he's he's going to go later. So he might be somebody you can nab in the second, third round, depending where he spots. But could be a one of those guys that becomes a bulldozer going in for some team that could get scarf you. Is there a running back? Oh, that's that like, um, I don't think there's. It would take him falling, plummeting down my rookie draft board for me to draft. Who's that? Who would you? Is there anybody? Oh, who, that you're, you're like oh, scared. Oh, oh, oh. Of, you're like I. I don't think I'm gonna draft him. Well, I mean, of course we all. I'm more like uh, I'm gonna go Devin A. Chain. I know it's probably That's not a guy. popular. I mean, there's, I know it's not a popular pick, and but but then as I say Devin A. Chain, I'm kind of talking out both ends of my mouth here because last year I was so high on James Cook, and they're literally about the same size. So now I got to go back and kind of reevaluate. Am I really that high on James Cook? If I'm not really that high on Devin A. Chain, because Devin A. Chain is way is much faster than um, James Cook. Um, so I'd say Devin A. Chain, but you know, with the speed, he's probably still gets drafted rather highly. Yeah, I think he is drafted. He's that guy that though we're going to worry about because you're looking. I mean, we're looking for what Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles to be. And how many Darren Sproles are there? There, uh, not a lot. I mean, Darren Sproles oh, is much bigger than I am. There's not a lot of Darren Sproles. He's he could be one of those guys that's really good for a pro team. PPR, he'll have those weeks, and he's gonna be because he reminds me of oh, I just, man, I'm having one of those days. The, the kid in Chicago, um, Herbert. No, the 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 he's the punt returner. Uh, Hester. Nope, from last year. He was last uh -huh. year. He was their draft pick last year. Um. Oh, uh, uh, Bain, is it starts with a V? Venus. Right. He's a receiver. Oh, well, I don't know any more guys then, dude. <laughs> you're asking, you're asking me about punt returners. I have no idea. He's he's a backup running back. He was a third. Um, Tristan Ebner, really quick kid last year. He was similar kind of stuff. So he could end up being like a punt returner for a while, or a kick returner, or something to that effect. Uh, another guy we talked about that um, the more I read about him, I, I like, but I probably get he'll probably where he falls to be okay. But Dwayne McBride because he really didn't play. Isn't he the guy that had like two catches in college? Yes, he, he had five. Five. He had okay. Five <laughs> catches in college. Give him a little bit of credit, but he 
he can run the crap out of the ball. I mean, he's a pounder, man. So that that's another game that another guy that um that sort of makes me nervous. But if I recall, I'm trying to pull up this stat. I believe Ramondre Stevenson in college, he really didn't have a boat have a ton of catch. Catch. He didn't have a boat ton of anything. Let's be honest. As he goes in, I mean, receiving he had ten and he had twenty eight total receptions in his years. I mean, but Ramondre Stevenson had eleven hundred total yards in college to be a good running back. So interesting guys. Okay, receivers. This is supposed to be a down receiving class. Is this receiving class JSN and a bunch of guys? I mean, I think Jordan Addison's a guy. Um, I'm just everybody, everybody seems to think Zay Flowers is a guy. Um, but with, with receivers, I mean, you, there are going to be like four or five of them that turned out to actually be a guy that we think, well, that's definitely not a guy. But as far as like first round guys, I think Jackson Smith and Jake was probably, you know, probably that guy. But we wouldn't be surprised me if one or two more would end up going towards the end of the first. Does he fall tentatively? I mean, say he gets drafted. I mean, I'm in my brain. He goes to Houston at twelve. Yeah, number twelve. Yeah, that's probably, that's, that's, I'd probably see that. That's about where most people have him. Somebody might shock us and he'll go to somewhere. You know, it'd be cool. If, like a good team, a good place for him might be like New York to be like the star there. Um, Giants, not right. the Giants. Well, um, I mean, guys like this. I mean, pretty much anywhere you kind of want him to go. I mean, yeah. As long as there's like a competent, let's say, as long as there's like a competent quarterback. Doesn't is, have to be a great quarterback, just a competent. Is he the next guy after the quarterbacks? So, is, if you're super flex, you're looking at running. You're looking at Bijan, probably the three quarterbacks, not Levis, unless you really reach. And then JSN, or does do, I think get in there? Or JSN? Are they? Gibbs might go before um, Smith and Jake, but it just depends on who's drafted and what they need. I mean, if you're loaded at running back, you're obviously not going to take Gibbs. You probably go with. Um, JSM. It just depends on where you're at, but yeah, five, that five, six, seven areas where those, those two guys are going to go. So the, you think they're close enough? Would you? And my my strategy generally with rookie drafts is running back, running back, running back. And with it being dynasty, it's you need to draft BP best player available versus what you need, as opposed to in redraft where you got to fill a team. This you can. Is that was that how you would approach? Or like those guys to me are close. I would I would do I that. Mean, I'm, I'm but a bigger I'll, fan of Njigba, so I mean, if it came down to Gibbs and Njigba, I'd probably take Njigba unless I didn't have any running backs. Yeah, that would be that would be the only way. Yeah, so Gibbs, it'll be interesting to see where Gibbs falls, and if if Gibbs gets a terrible situation, Charbonnet could possibly jump him, right? I don't, I don't think so. Like I said, running backs, it's hard to put a running back in a bad situation because running backs are constantly put in bad situations, and yet they make good out of it. So, like I said, I feel like. Unless you're like, Charbonnet might get drafted by like the Raiders. That's that's one that's on Sunday. Like, well, that's called setting a year. See, is White? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I mean, if let's if Gibbs goes somewhere like that, and if he goes, if Gibbs goes to the Raiders, he's obviously not going to be the guy. Yeah. And Charbonnet goes, I don't know, uh, off the top of my head, somewhere that needs a running back. I mean, yeah, there's a chance he could jump in, but I probably not. Okay, so same question about the receivers. Who is a receiver that might be a guy you've mentioned or might be a guy you haven't that's a little farther down that you're intrigued by what you might get out of him? Because this class is different. I, a lot of it's it's everybody's trying to get the next Devonta Smith because they're all they're all like my height and your your build. So I'm short and you're very very thin. That's what these receivers are. Um, so that's why a lot of people are scared of them. 
I mentioned him earlier in the year. I'm, it's Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa, Iowa State, Iowa. I, Iowa State. I, I think it's Iowa. Iowa State. State. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa State. State. So he's six three, like two twenty. So he's one of the bigger type receivers. Like I said, got good hands. Not super fast, but you put him on the outside. I mean, he's a big target. Um, you don't need to be super fast um, in the NFL as long as you can get open. Uh, so as far as like later down, I think Xavier Hutchinson is probably one of my favorites. Hmm. I can't like I always hear the name Jalen Hyatt pop up, but they're like, eh, watch out for him. He's one hundred seventy six pounds. Like a lot of these guys, I don't. They scare me because they're they're. They're bean poles, but Devonta oh. Smith's shown that you can you can survive in, in this new league. Like I, I think uh, I can don't have one for that answer, but the biggest flop, the guy that's starting to stick out to me for some reason, just a lot of the stuff I'm seeing and hearing is Josh Downs is a guy that scares me a little bit. As I'm reading on this form I got, he's one of the most underrated receivers in the draft class. He just yeah, I put I kind of put Jalen High and Josh Downs in the same situation. Um, I think Downs is probably a little more productive over a longer period of time. He's more of a contested catch type guy for his being as little as he is. He seems to have, you know, be able to go up and get the ball. And Jalen Hyatt, that one good year. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I need to keep out for Cedric Tillman, uh, the teammate of Jalen Hyatt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen Hyatt wasn't, Jalen Hyatt really wasn't producing as well until Tillman went down. Um, so keep an eye, a name, um, eye open for Cedric Tillman, see where he lands. And, it's funny, the name, a guy that's popping up as a third receiver is Quentin Johnston. And basically, it's because he's big. I, I've been hearing a lot of reading and hearing a lot of things that he's good at jumping, he's good at running, but he's not good at catching. Isn't that a problem for receivers? It could be a problem, but... <laughs> I'm kind of worried. I'm glad he's not going to be around drafting. <laughs> as as an old Cowboy fan, um, I could say T.O. wasn't the greatest catcher of all times either. That guy drops so many open balls or so many open passes, catches. Um, but I, I, I can't say – it's hard for me to sit here and say that this guy is a possible, you know, third wide receiver taken and he can't catch. If he can't catch, he would not be – you know, if he, if, he, if it's that bad, he wouldn't be considered as, you know, the number three wide receiver. Just, if somebody doesn't like him and he's in there, I feel like they're kind of nitpicking. But, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Um, like another TCU receiver, we'll see how it works out. So far, they're you know one for two so far. So we'll see where see where it goes. I'll throw out my name. My name's going to be Butte. Yeah, he's he might not even get drafted. He might not even get drafted. Yeah, he and because he it's interesting to see like I'm, he's he's that he's um he's what happened to Spencer Rattler. Like looked like he was going to be this great player, and then boom, where where's Spencer? Spencer Rattler's going back to college next year, and he's going to be like, South, I think he's South Carolina. South Carolina. He's going to be like eighty four until he graduates college because he's been in college for so long because he his drafts is all. So last question: the tight end class is supposedly going to be really good. So you're looking at um the oh golly, I just lost his name. Um, Michael Michael Mayer. Thank you. Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, probably Kincaid out of Utah, and then Washington. And I'm interested in the kid out of, because since we're Virginia boys, the raw kid, Kuntz, Kuntz out yes. of um, out of ODU. Or um, there's Laporta, Laporta out of Iowa is a, another good one. Uh, and then, yep, yeah, um, Musgrave out of Oregon. Are, are you a person, and I've, I've heard some some say, it, people, some guy, you're either really high on drafting, because you know I'm a tight end guy, and I'm starting to think um, I love tight ends, but I like to wait. Would you rather get another skill position before drafting a rookie tight end? 
Because um, they take three years. Usually, I mean, cool. look at Kyle Pitts, number what three pick overall in a lot of drafts, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. one, and he's. But uh, like, if you need a tight end, uh, I mean, and if it's like a tight end premium, you know, if you're looking at like that eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh pick, I'm completely happy with taking a tight end. I mean, honestly. If the Dallas Cowboys take a tight end, take one of these tight ends. No, 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 Ferguson, Ferguson. I can, t- no, no, I don't think Ferguson stands, stands a chance. But if the Cowboys seem to land one of these tight ends, I mean, I could see me drafting that tight end as possibly as high as maybe number seven. Wow, yeah. I think I'm, I've been almost convinced to look the other way, but although Mayer's, Mayer's that, um, what, Aaron Hernandez type, so... He's, he's was the number one receiver on the team, but yeah, I mean, if somebody like Dalton Dalton Kincaid goes to the Cowboys, I mean, I would I would be all in on that, or even Musgrave. Musgrave would be fine too. I'd be all in. You know, that's it's funny how we're we're opposites with my love of tight ends. Like Mayer's about it. The other guys, it's got to be where my third round picks fall. I mean, I like I think Mayer's great, but I think as far as what the Cowboys are going like like a, like a cowboy like kind a type of, of tight end. Dalton sounds like a cowboy name. I think Kincaid is more of that receiving tight end that they would probably go for. I think I don't know. Dalton just sounds like a name they got to have. So, well, we are a couple. Here, right? Yeah, Dalton. Yeah, so, but so we are a uh, couple days away. I'm excited. You got any words of wisdom for us as we head off? And just everybody, so you know, next week we're gonna have a post draft mock draft, the most popular show. We should just do mock drafts all year. People listen to them like no tomorrow. They don't want to hear us talk. Bye, we'll have a special guest to be determined. Yeah, I just um. Uh, cooling off what I said last year, don't really listen to what anybody says. Because I bet you from now until Thursday, you'll probably hear the same guy come up with like three different three different reasons why this guy's going there. But yeah, just enjoy the draft. I mean, it's a fun time to sit down, you know, and, and, and root for your team, root, uh, root for the future of your team. So as always, trust yourself and trust the process.